this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing today? We are going to get right into it because it is that time again. You know what that means. It is Listener Appreciation Day. And I have to say, when we started Listener Appreciation Day, I mean, I guess I expected it. We had all of the fabulous women from the New Jersey and New York City area came on. Those were our big listeners. And then we finally branched out to some of the boys. And then we finally branched out to out of state in Boston. Well, we have finally, finally gone out of the country. For everyone who is reaching out to me saying that they're out of the country and can they ever be part of Listener Appreciation Day? And I say, yes, Behind the Velvet Rope is an international show, people. So we have our first international listener here today who is also related to Bravo in a sense, the one and only Maureen Hartfield. Is that how you say your last name? That's right. You got it. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be the first international guest. It's very exciting. <laughs> you didn't realize you were going to get a whole introduction like that, did you? I feel very special. Thank you. <laughs> and we should say you're calling from Vancouver, Canada. I am. It's beautiful and sunny here today, which is not the norm, but um, after weeks and weeks inside, it is nice to have sun. <laughs> it's still in New York City. It is still not that I have gone outside anytime recently, but it is still absolutely freezing. I have my heat on yeah. as high as it can be. Oh, terrible. I mean, we're definitely staying inside a lot, but it's nice to have, you know, some sunshine for those short walks for where we're dodging people on the sidewalk, you know, so. <laughs> totally. So you've been like, have you been like, how is quarantine there? Is it different than here or? I think it's probably pretty similar. You know, most people are 
staying at home and if they can work from home, they are. And, you know, some people are obviously losing their jobs and stuff. There's definitely people who are not listening and they're going out and having a great time in the parks and camping and stuff. So, you know. Same yeah. here. It's, yeah. it's a little strange. So, and what else was I going to say? Why don't you tell everyone? So what do you do? Like, what is your profession? Are you, are you from Canada originally or? I am born and raised in Vancouver. I am a project manager at a financial tech company. So my day-to-day job is very unrelated to Bravo. Um, but I've been watching The Real Housewives since like episode one of OC type of thing. So a uh, huge, huge fan. And that's why I started a fan account uh, probably about seven or eight months ago, just for something fun to do, keep my mind off real life. And it's just been enjoyable and, you know, had some people reach out and it's just been fun to be a part of the community. And that's the thing we should say that you are real housewives forever. We'll talk about Instagram at the end, but you do have this real housewives forever on Instagram and it is a fan account. It is, you know, you post stories, you pick up on some of my guests at times. So, you know, you have, you have a Bravo following of your own. So we're happy to have you. Who is your favorite? Do you re- on way back in the OC? We have we have one of the we have someone coming up on this show from season four. They started Ooh, in season four. We're not going to say. Yeah, it's oh, not just Peggy Salahi. We we we've been spending a minute in the OC over here behind the velvet rope. So Peggy yeah. loved her experience with me and his son. Nice. Kind of taken my name and thrown it around the OC. So there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say. Yeah, it kind of worked out. So we have someone like, who are you? I mean, I was always about Gina and Joe DeLaRosa. You know, I, the originals were fantastic. Loved them. Um, you know, I really loved Tammy Knickerbocker. I know that that's sort of like a blast from the past. She doesn't come out very much, but she was just sort of really sweet and normal. But then she had this craziness with her ex and her daughters were messed up and then the ex died and so she had a lot of craziness around her, but she was sort of a strong, stable person. I always found her fascinating, just how she dealt with all of that insanity in her own life and then on the show. I like her. I like her. She's yeah. kind of one that I've been, we have not heard back from Miss Knickerbocker yet, so I know she's listening. So please yeah. reach out, Tammy. We love you dearly. <laughs> well, also, wasn't she, that was her ex-husband, right? The one that Shannon just went on a date with? Wasn't that the one who Shannon... Oh. So I think that was one of her exes. Yeah. I think yeah. she had a child with that man. Yeah. And he was on, yeah, with Shannon last year and he didn't make himself look very good now, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. But so that's good. Now we have a lot going on. Now I know, you know, as Listener Appreciation Day, we gave you a choice of two stories two Mm -hmm. subjects, if you will, to talk about. And I'm happy with what you chose. It's very timely. So tell everyone what you chose. I chose The Real Housewives of Potomac. They are a franchise that is heating up. Everyone's talking about them. People are jumping in. I think that they're just going to continue to hold their own in season five and get more and more viewers. And didn't you say, like, where do they rank? Like, they're pretty high for you, right? Because, you know, they're not high for everybody. No, they're not. And I think they had a slow start. Like, their first season, 
I will admit I wasn't feeling them, but season two, they really started to take off. And in my books, it's like, I always sort of, I try to pick the top one and it's probably like how parents feel when they try to pick their favorite child. You just can't do it. But it's like, for me, Potomac, Atlanta, New York, those are my top three somewhere mixed in there. Maybe they're all at number one, but um, Potomac has really stepped it up the last two or three seasons. I think yeah. for me, it took me longer. It was last season where I was like, okay, this is here to stay. Yeah. But I think this season is going to be a blockbuster. It looks like it. I mean, the preview, it seems like there's something going on with every single wife individually, which looks interesting. And then there's obviously all of the drama in between them. You know, uh, we've all heard about the big blowout fight with Monique and Candace. I mean, you know, that is just going to, on its own, be enough to sustain a great season, I think. Well, that's why I think, okay, so that's why it's good to have you on the show, because I think what we'll do is, since the genesis of Behind the Velvet Velvet Rope is really not recaps, and, you know, it's more like my real-life stories with these people, I have to say, I really don't know. So I think we should take each girl or girls and just go down the list. Let's do it. And then... And then, like, I'll tell my real-life story, and you tell. Because the thing is, I really don't know. I don't read the gossip. You know, maybe now that we're in quarantine, I have more time. But I really, if it doesn't happen on the show, I don't really know what, I I know that sounds insane. But, like, I don't even know what's going on before the show with, like, Denise Richards and, like, the whole, like, I mean, a little bit just because I've heard it so much, but I don't really read it. So everything that you're going to tell me, I have to say, I truly don't know. Like, I'm actually looking for, yeah. So, all right, so (laughs) let's start, you know, and what you do is you really kind of report on your website. Like, it's a fan account, but you really give a lot of the tea that's going on in the real world. Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of tea on Potomac, so... I mean, you want to start with the most interesting or you want to build up to it? (laughs) I like to always, if anyone really pays attention behind the velvet rope, when I do my stories, and especially when I do my interviews, I like to save the big fish for the end. So I would say I was thinking personally, the least, one of the least exciting to me it's a choice between two people, Robin and Ashley Darby. Okay. Well, you know, let's start with Robin, not because I think she's not interesting, but I think she's sort of got the the storyline that is going to be the most sort of mushy, lovey-dovey, and, um, you know, she's also a sweetheart, so I think, and one of my favorites. So let's start with Robin. Um, okay. And then yeah, I'll so- tell you my real-life experience after. All right. Sounds good. Well, Robin, she started on the show and she obviously was divorced to a very attractive basketball player named Juan Dixon. Um, I think they broke up because of infidelity and other stuff, but they were living together. And people were really confused by that. Like, are you guys together? Do you share a room? Do you share a bed? Like, are you boyfriend, girlfriend? What the heck's going on? And so that sort of... Yeah, it is very confusing as a viewer because you're not used to seeing that. You're used to seeing, well, to be frank, you're used to seeing, you know, a married couple and then they ultimately stay on the show long enough to get divorced and then maybe the wife remarries. Like, let's be honest here, you don't see the other side of that where the couple gets remarried, right? And so 
Robin is sort of one of those people, you can tell she's a sweetheart, but she's definitely very sort of grounded in her ways. She wanted to keep her family together. So that's why Juan lived with them. And ultimately, they are in a relationship. And from what I see now, there may be a re-engagement and a housewife wedding coming up for her, which is exciting. And I love the two of them together. There's also a lot of rumors that Robin was told that either this is your season to either have a baby or get engaged because, you know, your storylines are not really cutting it right now. So, you know, there may be a mix of like, you guys are in love, just do it. And also like, okay, I got to stay on the show. Like, what do I do? So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, interesting. I, A, I could see that. I, Listen, this is no shade to Robin. Like I always say, like to Robin, I always say this, like the people I like in real life are not necessarily the best housewives, like case in point, Ramona. You know, she's a great <laughs> fucking housewife. She's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I am sure Robin is a very lovely person. I could see that happening. You know, that to me is kind of like, I mean, this is such not a good comparison, but like you look at like a Danielle Staub. Okay. She wasn't a housewife, but like her whole getting married to Marty. And I mean, I really do think that, I mean, it brings up a bigger point. I do Mm -hmm. think that some of these women that don't have a storyline do these big, crazy things to stay on the show. I, I really do believe that, you know, like, listen, I've said this before, like there's certain gifts that keep giving Luann is a gift Mm -hmm. that giving now if we're still talking about her cabaret in two years the gift is going to be over but you know getting married getting divorced being married to tom for two seconds falling in a bush being an alcoholic like luann getting arrested so like the producers don't need to come to luann de Lesseps and say what's going on in your life Uh same thing with miss judice i mean you know look at that like that's a real life like we hit gold but you can't make that shit up (laughs) no but some of these women, I, I I wish I could think of another example. Like Danielle is just the first one that comes to mind, which she probably married Mar- Marty for like a lot of other reasons. But you'd have, I mean, to me, it's like, was yeah. that just to stay on the show? So that's interesting that that's the rumor about Robin. Yeah. And I love Robin. I think she's so sweet. And uh, I mean, she's drop dead gorgeous. In fact, the whole cast is really beautiful. Probably the most beautiful cast on. Who do you think is the, who's the prettiest to you? The two. Cause I have two. Ooh, the two prettiest. You know, I think Robin is very beautiful and Giselle, like the two of them are just gorgeous. To me, it's like Giselle and like in real life, I think Candace is so pretty. Really? Yeah. Oh. She's really small, but she's really, well, that's the thing. Like to, to my, my real life story about Robin is I have no real life story out of a very short list of people that I have not met that are housewives or past housewives. Robin has, it's just, you know, it's not like she's so elusive or hard. It's like every time she's come to New York, I've either had something else that was quote unquote bigger at the same time, or I just wasn't in town. So just my schedule with Robin's, is never so she's just on that list of like housewives I've never met and I just that makes me really want to meet her which I mean it's not going to happen now I mean there's no press tour in New York City happening yeah do you I mean do you believe that do you think that that's true that that might be for a storyline I mean she does love Juan and yeah they're together but like do you think that's like for a storyline I 
think I think her and Juan are very sort of they figured out their relationship now and they're good and their family is happy and it's sort of like well we could get remarried or we could just leave it no big deal we're still a family we're still together but I think if she wasn't on the show they would probably go the route of not going to bother getting married again but they're on the show it's not that interesting to be like we're happy and everything's good and we're just going to stay together you know like she's going to have to get married to at least stay on the show for maybe one or two more seasons. Probably. It's just I'm the like, name of the game. Houses is not anything so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Well, that's it. So that's Robin. Now what about, okay, so let's go to Ashley next. Just listen, some people find Ashley a crucial part of the show. To me, I just placed her second. She's not, mm. I don't know. She just doesn't do it for me. But what's going on? Like, what's the real life drama with her? So, Ashley, you know, Ashley on her own is can be messy. I think they call her Messy Boots. Like, that's her nickname. But it's her husband, Michael. He is like the eighth housewife on this show because every season the last few years is something about him. So... You know, he's last season, I think it was season four, he was accused of groping a cameraman. And the cameraman went to the police. There were charges. Ultimately, they were dropped. But that was a huge part of last season. I mean, the fact that the whole story was like breaking the fourth wall is so interesting to me. Oh, it was gripping. It really was. Yeah. And this season. He's also supposedly married in a straight man. And he's rumored to have groped another man's genitals but go on yeah whatever it was yeah actually the groping there's a few cases they've talked about you know this one last season was the only one that went to that level of someone you know went to the police about it but this year there were a couple of rumors that came out last fall about some pictures that looked like michael at a casino in a hotel room with a stripper that sort of thing and so they kind of just were a blip and I remember posting about it and thinking, oh, you know, we'll see if this goes anywhere. And then we see in the Potomac trailer that that's actually heavily featured for Ashley and that it seems like Michael's infidelity is coming up again as an issue. And so he's just the gift that keeps on giving for this show because, you know, he continues to say, like, I'm a good guy. I'm straight. I'm with my wife. I love her. But there's a lot of stuff happening so that that's makes her people question. It's like going to be infidelity again. It looks like it. I mean, she did have a baby. She had a baby, I guess, after last season. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure that baby will be featured at some point. But Michael's the one, right? Yeah. And who was it? I don't know where I heard this. The whole, th- I mean, it's public knowledge. I think it was on the show. The whole thing about, like, her prenup gives her more money for every year she stays. Yes. So... She signed a prenup. Um, Michael's significantly older than her, has all these real estate holdings, makes a lot of more money than her. And so she signed a prenup. I think it was like for a couple of years. And then after that, she would get a large, larger lump sum if she stuck around with him for three years. And I think she re-signed a new one that was like five years. And I think five years was is this year. So People were also kind of saying, I think I actually remember even Giselle making a comment that, well, Ashley's at five years, like she's going to get her big payout if she divorces Michael. She's got her baby, the prenup is expired or expiring, and she's going to get the money. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I'm Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Who knows, right? She seems to show, like, on the previews, you can see she's still very much like, we're better than ever. And it's like, girl, like, is that what you think marriage is? Like, constant cheating rumors about your husband? Seriously. I mean, he must not want a divorce either. Because, I mean, you would think he'd be like, fuck, this is going to cost me so much more money. I think she just adores him so much. He didn't have a father figure growing up. And so he's the guy. And, you know, honestly, he gives her a decent lifestyle. She's got a baby with him now. It's, you know, obviously harder to leave after that point. I think she'll be with him for the long run. I don't think she's leaving him anytime soon. 
like cheating rumors and gay rumors. So yeah, I guess her version of marriage is yeah. Yeah. So it's like I don't have even that much real life experience with her either. Now I do have this is what is happening here behind the velvet rope. We're kind of it's somehow what is happening is we are kind of becoming like a boots on the ground paid sex. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. we take a lot of things with a grain of salt. We have to check into it with our own our own fact checkers. But we do have someone who wishes to remain anonymous. I mean, I know who it is, but who has dialed in recently a like, hey, love your podcast. And I got some tips for you. So this Ooh. woman, well, it's not much. It's just this woman lives in Michael and Ashley's building wherever that building is that they live. I don't know if it's like right in the heart of Potomac, wherever that apartment building is that we see them in. This this listener, this listener does not want to come on right now as listener appreciation. And she does not even want me to mention her, but she lives in Michael and Ashley's building, sees yeah. them all the time in the elevators, the lobby. There's a Whole Foods, there's a 7-Eleven across the street, <laughs> gym, but not much. But she said that, the board definitely, definitely like either wants to or is about to ban Bravo. Like, I don't know. We're going to have to watch and see if we see their apartment. But she said like the board is just like, like we're done with letting cameras come in here. The neighbors are just like, we're over it. Really? So when all those cameramen pile in for those B-roll shots of like Michael and Ashley having coffee and waking up in the morning, apparently the neighbors have complained so much that either we're not going to see it this season or we might see it this season, but we're not going to see it the season after that. Maybe they'll, but the board, I mean, I guess if you're like not a Bravo fan and you just, well, to be honest with you, so I lived in a building and I sold an apartment it was like a there was a lot. Calvin Klein was the board president. Mm-hmm. Don't ask. It there was all there was a lot of celebrities in the building. And when I sold this apartment, believe it or not, Frederick sold it from our million dollar listing. Oh yeah, nice. And it was right after the hurricane. And Frederick was like, "This story is epic. Like I sold an apartment. Like it's after the hurricane. It was on the water in the West Village." And Frederick was like, "This is a huge story for million dollar listing." And I'm like, "Dude, like." Uh, where do I sign? Like, sign me up. And Calvin Klein was like, there's no way in bloody hell that there are cameras from Bravo coming into this building. Wow. And I was like, no, 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 sweetheart, sweetie Calvin. I really, that's nice, but I need to be on Million Dollar Listing with Frederick and have my apartment sale shown. And like Frederick fought for it. I fought for it. And you know what? You don't win against Calvin Klein. It's just that simple. Oh, that would have been so amazing, though. Oh, Listen, I was so, Frederick was like, this is excellent. Because, you know, like, listen, he would look like a hero. Remember, like, there was, oh, that, sure. was that Hurricane Diana, or I think it was Diana, I can't, or Sandy. I think it was Sandy. Oh, yeah, that was a big one. So that's a, a big feat on his part, yeah. It was a huge thing, and I wasn't even looking to move. It was a long story. I was renting out the apartment. It's just like, it's. Frederick would have been, I was like, I I need, so there you go. So sometimes they don't want the cameras in. So apparently Mm -hmm. the neighbors are just like, no to Bravo with Ashley and Michael's building. And the only thing this woman also said was Michael's son. I didn't even know he had a son comes and goes all the time. Do we know Michael has a son? 
I mean, I think I heard that he has older children, like from a previous marriage. I don't think they've ever been on the show. Um, as far as I've seen, haven't seen anything on Ashley's social media or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. I didn't remember, but she said Michael's son is there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask for more details, but it seemed like he, you know, was older and probably over 18. Maybe yeah. he comes and goes on his own. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, but in my own experience with Ashley is like, she's been pleasant to me. I know that there's like a lot of the, you know, they do those celebrity housewives. They do those like talks with like three or four houses. I don't even know if you know, they do these. Yeah. Heard about them on your show quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I like them because listen, it's always the same format, but they mix up the housewives and she was involved in a few of them, not any of them that I've gone to, but I know other housewives. We do not need to mention any names that have, (laughs) been on the panels with her and they're just like, eh, she's okay. Like, they're just like, she doesn't bring it to those live shows either per se. Yeah. I can see that. Like she, you know, she's got definitely some pep to her personality, her confessional. She's always got something shady to say. So she's got that going for her for sure. But I don't see her really engaging an audience of people like, a Teresa or a Margaret. Yeah. You know, she just doesn't have, you know, that it factor. And so, like, imagine if the live show is, like, I'm just making this up, but this probably was a combination, like, Teresa, Margaret, Sonia, and Ashley. Like, Ashley's getting buried alive there. Oh, for sure, yeah. For she sure. probably can't even get a word in edgewise. Yeah. But, you know, Ashley, and maybe this leads to our next housewife, Yeah. Ashley got Candace banned from BravoCon. Did you know that? No, I did not. And we can talk about Candace now. So, well, that's the other thing. So I was at, I was at BravoCon all three days. Now remind me, I forgot if you went. I did not go. No, tickets are sold out so quick. Couldn't do it. Yeah. It was not. So basically, right. So every full cast more or less was there, except for people that didn't want to be there. Like Sonia didn't want to be there. Ramona was like, fuck no, I'm not doing this. So Except Potomac and Dallas. So from Dallas, they right. only asked Brandy and Leanne. Before we continue this conversation, I have to tell you guys about the best contact-free meal delivery service called EveryPlate. I mean, I've been spending so much freaking time at home. This has been a lifesaver. You literally get all the ingredients you need to prepare a meal in one box. You don't have to buy anything additional. You just open the box. Everything is pre-measured and you prepare. And the recipes are so freaking easy. It's like they did the planning, the shopping, and the preparing for you. The meals are really tasty. There's such a good variety. You never get sick of it. I mean, this has changed my whole life. The best thing about it, though, I have to be honest, the cost of a meal is the same as a freaking cup of coffee. Just think about that. You're eating an entire meal, a dinner, for the price of a cup of coffee. And I mean, for the amount of money I was spending in takeout and delivery, and even compared to other meal services, this is so much cheaper. So what have I done with the time that I've saved by not having a cook now? Uh, I'm recording more behind the velvet rope episodes for you all. And honestly, I'm not even saying this. My bank account has more money in it. It's like, who doesn't want that? So listen, for a limited time, you guys, 
can get this as well. You can get three weeks of EveryPlate meals for $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code VELVET3. You get three weeks of EveryPlate meals for $2.99 a meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code VELVET3. And that's a three as in the numeral three. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I certainly can't buy mar, my martini for $2.99 and you can't buy a cup of coffee. So you guys, this is great. It will change your life. If you try it, DM me. Let me know what meal is your favorite and we can compare recipes. Now back to the show. And, for, and you know, Deandra came to New York and was like slumming it the whole time. <laughs> God, I saw that and I thought, oh my gosh, really, girl, no. I, the no. other housewives, some of the other housewives were like... I mean, one housewife said to me, and I, this is her thing. She's like, if I wasn't invited, I would be nowhere near the state of New York. I mean, yeah. Go on Instagram and show people you're doing something better. Right? Totally. Like, come on. It, it was so right. So it was just Deandra. I mean, it was just um, Steph. It was just Brandy and Leanne. And then from Potomac, it was just Ashley and Giselle. But mm-hmm. this might be the most interesting thing I've ever heard. So tell me, I had no, I've never heard this. Okay, so what happened was, so this huge fight between Monique and Candace happened probably in early November. BravoCon, well, as you remember, was in mid-November. Yeah. And so, you know, Monique and Ashley are kind of tight. And so Ashley took Monique's side in this and said, listen, if you want me to go to BravoCon, Candace can no longer come. I will not be in the same room with her. I will not be on panels with her. Like this is not happening. Can in her mind, Candace was the aggressor in that situation and she did not want to be around her. So Candace was told, sorry, you can't come. The oh, other thing. Fuck. Yeah. And so the other thing that happened with Candace is also a lot of people in that Potomac area are pro Monique and she's had situations where she was supposed to sing the national anthem at a big sports game. And apparently some people who knew Monique and our team Monique did some stuff in the background and got her pulled from that. So Candace is really sort of the villain in this situation. And it's very interesting because everybody is team Monique except most of the cast. Actually, Giselle, Robin, the new cast member, Wendy, they're all pro-Candace. I think Karen's kind of in the middle, and Ashley is definitely pro-Monique. So it's a really interesting dynamic happening there. But what I can say for certain is that Candace is probably the villain of Potomac and has been since last season. Oh, my God. Okay, so this... Okay, I have... So much to say right now. So let's, we'll take it slow. So first off, let's start with BravoCon. Now, so was Giselle, Ashley, and Candace going, or was it just Candace and Ashley? Because, you know, the rumor, which I think is true, is they pretty much got paid $5,000 a day. So like when like a Ramona and a Sonia decide not to go, they're just like, I don't want the $5,000 that no thanks. But I would imagine most people were like, sign me up. So like, was it three of them or was Giselle a stand in? No, Giselle was always going to be going. I mean, she's sort of been, she's one of the OGs, even I mean, Ashley is an OG, but Giselle is sort of one of the bigger faces of Potomac, I would say. 
So she was always yeah. going to go. And she's always interesting, you know, on panels and stuff. Um, I just can't believe they didn't ask Karen. I don't know. I, I am surprised that they didn't have more of the other, like the smaller franchises have more of their cast members go, you know? Yeah. That is surprising. Maybe they limited them. Either way, Candace did not get to go, and Ashley was the one responsible for that. Wow, so there was going to be three, and so she cost her at least $5,000, but if she was there all three days, 15000 and yeah. now she's losing out on singing gigs. I mean, yeah, Monique, I mean, you know, that's the thing. Like, I guess Monique just has that reputation of, like, you know, wealthy husband. Like, what is he, an ex-football player? Yeah, he's he was a football player, retired for a few years now at least. So Like she's probably a big name in that area. Yeah, I think Monique really she, I mean she wasn't on the original season. So she came in on season 2 and she, people sort of loved her right away. She's got this cute family, beautiful home, she's quite attractive, good dresser, and she kind of didn't back down from anybody, you know. She caught shade and replied back as quickly as she could. So she really knew what she was getting into and really brought it in season two. And from there, I think the franchise really started to turn around. The fans do love her. You know, in every poll that I've seen about Candace versus Monique, 75% of fans are team Monique. So Really? And the other thing is she's got this really sweet sort of Instagram persona, you know, now she's got three kids, you know, she's got cute videos about them, other things that are just sort of wholesome. But on the side, which is not really connected anywhere, um, obviously, is that she's got some people who are running their own Instagram accounts that are very Team Monique. Her brother runs one called The Boss Squad. It's a very shady little Instagram account that's very prone Monique, will poke fun at anyone who's sort of against Monique at that point in time in the season. Does it have a lot of followers? It has a good amount of followers for sure. Um, And is it like there by her brother just to be team Monique? Like that's the whole gist of it. The whole premise is like the boss squad is sort of her squad. And she really doesn't mention it much on her Instagram, but people know that that's her brother and that he's running the account. Right. I kind of, I mean, that's kind of genius. I'd like somebody to run right? a whole Instagram <laughs> account pro behind the velvet rope and David. And yeah, I, I would never mention it on my Instagram either if that was the case. Yeah, it's sort of like hands clean. You know, you still have that persona that everybody loves, but there's someone in the background who's sort of making sure that your team stays strong. So it's that's brilliant. Fucking brilliant. And what other <laughs> accounts? So the other one that I know about, and it's actually got great tea. I happen to love this account. It's called the Black Socialites. And it's sort of an overall account covering all of the socialite names in that area, in Potomac and D.C. and um, Virginia. And they are very, very Team Monique. I think the owner of the account knows her quite well. They've done some Instagram lives together. So they're very pro-Monique and very against Candace. You know, they've had fights with Candace's husband in the background, like, you know, on social media. Um, so this that account was just really pro-Monique. And they broke the news about this huge fight with uh, Candace and Monique. So they're definitely in the know. Definitely a lot of hot gossip that comes out of that account. Oh. 
Yeah. Um, now, just because I live under a rock, like I said, what is the top line? What I have no idea of what this fucking fight is about. That's how much I don't read the gossip. I'm like, I see it on the TV and then I go and I, I experience these women in real life. I, I never <laughs> read it. I mean, I'm going to know when the show starts like tomorrow, you know, but like what's going on. So I think we don't know the specific reason for the uh-huh. fight, right? But we know last year. So last year, Monique was pregnant. Her, you know, she wasn't all that interesting, but she still had her Monique flavor. And there was a situation where I think Candace was really upset with her because Monique and Ashley were not friends the previous season and began to make up that season. Um, and Candace did not like Ashley, wasn't having it. You know, she was really upset with Monique. And they got into an argument and um, Monique got really fired up and said, I'll drag you, Candace, pregnant and all, I'm going to drag you. And Candace goes, drag me, drag me then, right? And so I think, you know, they sort of made up after that. But this fight is just sort of this whole situation between them ramped up to a point where, well, Monique's not pregnant anymore, so... If you want to be dragged, she will drag you. And I think that's what happened is that. Wait, so who said they were, so wait, who was pregnant? Monique was pregnant. Monique was pregnant last season. Oh, I see. And Monique pregnant said, I'm going to drag you to Candace. Yes, exactly. Monique herself was pregnant. She's like, I don't care. I'll drag you. Pretty much. Yeah. And the cast, that's why they're on Candace's side, I guess, because they're like Monique threatened physical harm. I think so. I think what happened is one, Monique was the aggressor sort of in both situations. And that, I mean, that's sort of the black and white of it is that Monique said something, Candace responded. But as a fan, if you're watching, you can see that Candace really gets under people's skin. She really knows how to poke people. She's very, um, you know, she's very divisive in a lot of ways. She's kind of like the Kenya Moore of Potomac like she's got the mommy issues she's a pageant girl (laughs) like she is sort of Kenya Moore 2.0 and fans do not like that oh I love it I I love it too (laughs) I mean (laughs) for the show it's great (laughs) it's like interesting because like right so I guess society like that area black socialite like they're team Monique per se maybe because of her status and money possibly and I mean she seems like a sweetheart too right but I mean so like the girls kind of like all had issues with her anyway like what did Robin and Giselle had issues with her yeah I think that she's sort of the one that came on and she didn't um try to be friends with Giselle and Robin she just wanted to hold her own herself and I don't think that the the green-eyed bandits as they call themselves enjoyed that very much and so she's had uh. Some dust-ups with the two of them as well. Um, and so I think this fight was almost like an opportunity to be like, well, Monique is violent. Monique started a fight. I don't know if I want to film with her. I heard that in the next the next time they filmed as a group, I heard that Giselle brought her own security to that oh, setting. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah. Like, why? Oh, because Monique was going to beat her up? Uh, apparently you know like so I think that this is sort of an opportunity for maybe to push Monique out of the show but I think fans would be so upset with that because she is quite well loved and she just adds that element you know if they're all friends nobody wants to watch the show let's be honest right like it's just not interesting so we need a Monique in this show to keep it going 
And you are, so Ashley didn't want Candace at BravoCon. Why? Just because she said, I mean, I don't know. She didn't seem, I mean, it sounds like you should be team Candace based on how you're describing it. I mean, you should be if you're looking at it of who started the fight. It seems like Monique started the fight. Yeah. But if you're Ashley, Candace last year was terrible to Ashley. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Like, I think Ashley had a miscarriage and Candace just kept coming at her and saying, like, you don't really want a baby. Why are you having that drink? You're just lying to us. Like, she was really unnecessarily harsh and yeah. in my opinion I think Candace was really trying to make her mark on the show because Candace on the first season she was on was pretty boring and so the second season she was on really started to step it up and was fighting with you know everyone Ashley which, Monique, yeah. yeah which okay so in real life which I'll I I will before I get to real life yeah so I love Candace I'm about to say some things but I I felt like last season, to me, I felt Candace, this is like, I guess my new term for it. I think Candace was pulling like a Jennifer Aiden. Like I <laughs> didn't believe all of Candace's. I thought it was purposeful. Like yeah. I better bring it because I want to be on this show forever. Mm-hmm. Th- that's just me. That's just how I took Candace. I didn't take it all as genuine. I took it as like, I have a platform and I'm going to pull a Jennifer Aiden and go crazy and be here forever. I don't know how you viewed it. I viewed it that same way as well. You know, Candace has not really got a lot going on for herself outside the show. You know, she hasn't married a wealthy man. He's, she says he's a co-owner in a restaurant, but it's a very small ownership, you know, so she needs a show too, right? Like she, she needs to keep on this platform, right. To establish herself. And I, I agree. I think she came on to her second season and was like, I got to make this work or I'm not going to have a job after this. I think so. I mean, in real life, so like I've only met Monique, I think once or twice. Totally nice. Travels with a big entourage. Like I think Monique has money. Mm-hmm. Travels with like a real, you know, because lots of these girls don't have real money. You know, let's just yeah. call it what it is. I think so. She travels with an entourage. Nice. Totally nice. But in real life. I am madly in love with Candace. Like she is so nice to me, so sweet. So, so this is where it's like, where like Ramona, well, that Ramona is a different story because I have a love hate with her, but like, this is where like, there are people that I hate in real life that then I love as a housewife with Candace. I almost feel the opposite. I feel like I am blinded by my aunt, my real life relationship with her that I would always be. Te- and it's not like relationship, like I'm best friends with her the way I'm best friends with like Dolores. But I don't know. She's just so wonderful and nice and friendly that like I love her now on the show. It really has infiltrated my visions on the show. Interesting. Well, tell me about her because I don't find her very likable at all. So really? I'm very curious. Yeah. Why, like, just likable? At Like, why don't you find her likable? Like, on the show, just, like, why do you think she's a troublemaker? A lot of people don't. I don't get it. On the show, she just seems, you know, it seems like her mother pays her bills. So she's always fighting with her mom, trying to gain independence, but not really letting go of the, of the money that her mom is giving her. Um, her husband seems like a nice man. She's fighting with him all the time. And she just seems to be very, like, 
entitled and spoiled and doesn't have a lot of going on for her in terms of the positive, really. We haven't seen that sweetheart side of Candace that you've seen, right? They don't well, show you, that on the show. No, but you know what it is also? I find she, to me, is probably like, okay, like, here's a good example in real life as well. I think Candace is like a Leanne Locken. I think that they like fandom. So if you are just like, I love you, they love you immediately, which doesn't, okay, doesn't necessarily make them a good person (laughs) because really their love of you is just based on your love for them. Right. Yeah. But that's more than most. I mean, some people you could say, here's all my adoration for you. And they'll be like, I stop kissing my ass. I don't give a fuck. So Candace is very... I'm telling you, she to me is like a Leanne. I get the vision. I've had the experiences with both of them numerous times of like, mm-hmm. I am mad at the world or at my castmates, but you giving me love, like I'm not taking that out on you. Like, thank you. So I can respect that. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I never did anything to Candace. So I feel like her and Leanne are similar. They both switch it like, off of like Mm -hmm. yeah I hate all these people on my fucking show (laughs) like when I met Candace I even said to her or on the second time I said you're so lovely and she's like thank you and she's like you know not everyone on my show is and then we proceeded to go down the list okay then (laughs) see I have real life stories here um (laughs) she proceeded to go down the list of who wasn't really nice to viewers. I think she said, I mean, well, not I think, she said really to her it was Giselle and Ashley that she seemed be cold to, like, the public. Really? Which, now that I know Giselle, I love her dearly, but I, in the beginning, before I knew her, maybe felt her the most distant. I think she's one of those women that really knows her power. She's absolutely stunning. Vanessa right? Williams. She's a, she's a lookalike for Vanessa Williams. Stunning. Stunning. She's, stunning. she's self-assured. I think she can really play, like she can really keep cool under pressure too. And so she kind of probably comes, a lot, comes off very aloof, I would think, yeah. if I met her in person. That's what I would think would be the Giselle that would show up. And that's, yeah, so I mean, but listen, I was having like a field day. I mean, that's the thing, like when you meet these women in real life, people are like, what do you talk about when you hang out with the housewives? I'm like, well, we talk about other housewives. It literally is like this, except you're actually doing it. It's like with real house. It's like amazing. But yeah, Candace was like, because I mean, I said you were in that and she was like, let's go down the list and my cast isn't. And, you know, she, I, I think she was holding back too, because she mm-hmm. kind of knew what I did for a living. And she was like. Right, yeah. But I mean, it was really Giselle and, and Ashley that she kind of gave shade to. But really, to me, she's, and it's not like I met her once. I've seen her. I've talked to her many times. She's been, so because of that, I think I'm now swayed. Okay. Like, I love her for that very reason. Interesting. Which I guess then, do you want to talk next about Giselle? We only have three left, right? Giselle, Karen, and Wendy. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk Giselle. I mean, I love me some Giselle too. So, 
All right, so Giselle, so tell me what is going on with Giselle. So Giselle is another OG, and she's not had a lot in terms of personal story going on the last few years, but she's always in the mix, you know, causing some drama, being shady. She's very funny in her confessionals, too. So, uh, And she's one of those people that you see, like, she'll get mad at someone, and she'll let it go and have a good time with them. So in that way, she's a great housewife but not much going on the personal front. She's another one that we heard about for this season. She was told, you need something interesting to happen. Really? Well, she's also getting back together with her ex. So she has an ex-husband who's a pastor of a mega church, they call it, and the two of them are dating again, apparently. And Aww. there's some rumors going around that it's just for the show, and they sort of made fun of it, the two of them, on Valentine's Day. They put up a post on Instagram. You know, she was wearing a, a T-shirt that said, like, the story, and then he wore a T-shirt that said the plot line or something like that. So they were they're kind of Aww. making fun of the fact that people think they're not together for the right reasons, or maybe they're not actually together. But that's her story. So getting back together with the ex, we'll see what happens. I mean, this is where my sick mind goes. I wonder, for people that do these things, and I'm not saying she is, but like since that's the rumor, I wonder if these women that go and create a fake storyline to stay on the show, which I'm not knocking it because I would do it times 10. I wonder if they're – so like Giselle is in her – you know, she's been with the show forever. It's not New Jersey or New York or it's not Atlanta. So I would assume just guessing that she probably makes like at least 500000 at this point. I mean, yeah. at least probably like six hundred. But So I wonder if there is the like, hey, get over here. Here's, you know, 25 grand. And I need you. I wonder, and I'm not saying Giselle particularly, I just wonder when these women need somebody from the past, I would be like, listen, bitch, that's all great. And I'll be on, but this is my price. And we can start the negotiations. I, I just wonder. I wonder too. Like, I, I think that he probably looks at her now and says like, she's got it all going on. Like she's got this show, this platform, you know, maybe he sort of started the conversation and maybe she thought after that, well, wouldn't this be interesting if I got back together with my ex and it was yeah. a thing for the show? Like, I'm sure that, that plays into people's minds as they're making their personal life decisions. I'm not going to say that she's manufactured the whole thing because, you know, they have children together. That would be unusually cruel to do to your kids it, just to get back together with their dad for a TV show. But yeah. do I think the show played into her decision? Consciously or unconsciously, I think it did. I would do the same thing. I mean, if I didn't have a storyline. And, like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not even so sure how much you need to give certain people. It's really just the true person that is like, I am not interested. I want my private life. Then you need money. And then let's face it. There's all the fame horrors out there that are like, I'll actually pay you to come on the damn show. Mm -hmm. just give me some fucking screen time so I get that too so it's like I mean with Giselle it's like I said like in the beginning she to me was maybe the most reserved out of all the women like mm -hmm. at the time that Candace said this to me I think I agreed with her and was like yeah totally but since then 
you know, I am the one that took that video in the Hamptons at that party. Yes. And Ramona pushed her out and didn't know. I mean, again, I believe because there's two schools of thought. I truly believe, you know, school of thought one is Potomac is one of the least successful franchises. It's bottom of the barrel. And Ramona was like, I'm not being in a picture with you. The, I don't think that's the case. I think it's B. Ramona had no fucking clue who she was. That's what I yes, think. Totally agree. Yeah. So, right. So that's what I think. But since that has happened, when that video went viral, which it never was the intention. It's not like I called the media. I just posted it on my own Instagram. Like, look what I saw. Mm-hmm. And then all the media picked it up. And then it was on the talk with Sarah Gilbert. It was on Watch What Happens. Andy mentioned yeah. it. So- yeah. It got a life of its own. It really did. It did. So mm-hmm. I was like, holy fuck. And once that happened and I was posting it, then uh, then I started reposting it, of course. I'm like, look what Andy said about me. Look what Sarah Gilbert. Then it was like Giselle got it and knew it was me because I knew Giselle. And, you know, it's a fine line, but, like, let's just say she wasn't unhappy. I mean, it's great press for her to be all over the world mentioned with Ramona. For sure. And I think Giselle handled it really well. Like she wasn't, um, I think in the video, she didn't like sort of show her emotion very much. And she held her own against Ramona, you know, in every sort of conversation she had afterwards with the press. I think at BravoCon, they had a battle or something, you know, it was like watch that beef or whatever between the two of them. So I think it actually worked in Giselle's favor quite a bit because one, more people knew about her. And two, she came off looking like, you know, a strong chick that wasn't going to take anyone else's crap, but was going to do it in a very classy way. Like a total class act. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Like all this stuff she said was very classy. So because she knew that was me and then I wasn't even sure at one point. So I think even one in like a DM, I was like, that was me. And she was like, yeah, I got it. I know. So (laughs) since we have this, and it was almost like to me, LOL, like this benefits both of us. So like bravo to me and bravo to you. So because of that, I feel now I have this thing with her. Do you know what I mean? Like I've seen her since when she was in New York doing press. And so now it's like she acknowledges me and gets it and understands like what I do for a living. And so now I feel like I have a good relationship with her. But that was, listen, I wasn't looking for any thing really I just was like normally I mean I would take a video anyway of Ramona going to eat like a freaking hot dog like whatever was Ramona was doing I was truly yeah. interested in it just happened and she was being extra Ramona that day and totally. taking people and out I of pictures yeah and I didn't even understand it it was after when I went to, like I mean I was standing right there but I was looking back at the, it was like oh my god like what did this happen so that was just kind of like a moment caught in time that I didn't expect yeah. so but I I I, because of that, now I have like this thing with Giselle. Um, All right. So, yeah, I mean, like that storyline doesn't sound so exciting to me personally. No, it doesn't. I think it's interesting, but will it get a lot of screen time? Probably not. Um, I think what is going to happen a lot on this season is there's going to be a lot of mediation. And I think Giselle and Karen being sort of the elders of the group are going to spearhead that. You already saw that in the preview a little bit. So Giselle will kind of, she'll be involved in the drama, but she'll stay above it, which she's really good at. So yeah. uh, Yeah. Now let's talk about the grand dame. 
the grand dumb miss karen huger i fucking love karen huger love her i love her who do you if you had to choose between giselle and karen who would you choose oh you know i love giselle but i think karen would just be, I think I would just be overwhelmed with her Karenness that I I couldn't give up that opportunity. It would be Karen. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I would pop. I, I I love Karen. Yeah. I mean, so what's her story? Does she have any? Is there any drama going on with her in life? Not really. So Karen was sort of like from the start billed as like the queen of Potomac or the grand yeah. dame. Now she calls herself and. The funny thing is that there were all these things going on with our husband's businesses and tax issues and and they ended up moving out of Potomac itself to some little place in Virginia, which seemed very far away. Now, not all the ladies even live in Potomac. I actually don't really understand the whole geography of the situation. But anyways, it was a big deal that Karen was no longer the grand dame of Potomac. And she lived out in the middle of nowhere for a while. Now she's moved back to Potomac. You know, she's back on her stomping grounds. But we're seeing sort of flashes of her marriage not going so well. Her not feeling appreciated. You know, just kind of being a bit of at her wit's end. So there's a lot of relationship stuff going on for Karen. She's an empty nest to her daughters and college her son is quite a bit older and out of the house so it's just the two of them so she's in that stage of her life which I don't know I don't think it's going to be that groundbreaking but it's enough to kind of keep the fans interested because the whole show is going to be Candace versus Monique yeah I think the other thing that's going to happen is what I've heard is that um, Karen's trying to be a mediator but apparently at the last of like filmed event of the season, Candace and Karen have a blowout and Karen ends up being team Monique. So Candace sort of loses Karen as her, you know, as her supporter and ruins it for herself, in my opinion. And so now you don't fuck with a grand dame. No, 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 you don't. Because I think Karen really sees Candace kind of like as a daughter figure. And so, she wants respect from Candace, and I don't think that Candace gives her enough of that, and she's always riding the fence with her. I've never had it. She's another one. She's been wonderful. Like, one time when I met her, she was with her daughter, I think Raven. And I, like, listen, if I'm with you and I run into you, I need a picture with the whole crew. So after I got a picture with Karen, I asked Raven for a picture. But then, like, Karen was right there, so I was like, is that okay? And Karen was like, no. She's very nice, but she's like, not my baby, not my baby. And Raven was like, uh, step aside, mom. Step the fuck aside. <laughs> yeah. So I got my Raven picture because she was just like, I'm giving him a picture. And then Karen was like putting, like literally put both her hands together and was like, please, please just be nice to my baby. online. I'm like, dude, like I got nothing but love. Like I'm not going to post this in trash can- like your daughter. Like I fucking love both of you. Yeah. But then like I also went to – um. I wanted to go to more of them, but she just had like a LaDom perfume signing in Long Island. Yeah, yeah. Before we went into quarantine. So I went to that and it was far out Long Island and she was so wonderful and so gracious. It wasn't the most heavily attended event, mm-hmm. but it was really far away in Long Island, really far. 
And she was just wonderful. And she was like, we want to start having more of these. And I was like, I'm going to, my plan was to go to about five more of them. But I mean, now they're all on hold, but yeah, Dom smells great. Does it? Okay. It's not what they say. I mean, I've had great experiences with her, but as we wrap up, not that we're wrapping up right now, but soon we need to talk about Wendy because I know nothing about her and I'm already obsessed with her. So Wendy, yeah, I mean, she, I didn't know that they were going to be adding another wife. There were some rumors that they might want to add one and then the cast photo was leaked and she was in it. And so we started to know a little bit about her from that point on last fall. And so, I mean, I have to say, initially, I had no idea why this woman would want to be on a Real Housewives show. She has a PhD. She's a political commentator that's basically on TV a couple times a week. Everything from Fox and Friends to Good Morning Britain to CNN. Like, she's everywhere. She's um, not, I guess, originally from the United States. She's Nigerian-American, so she's got that culture that's different. We've never seen that on a housewife show before, which is actually kind of cool, right? It's, it's nice. We're seeing different cultures like, you know, with Jennifer Aiden, the Turkish, Turkish culture, which I don't know anything about really. It was kind of cool to see that. So she'll bring that to the show. I started doing some digging cause I just kept wondering like, what, like, is she no longer wanting to be a political commentator? Like what's going on here? Why why does she want to be on Real Housewives? And so apparently yeah, like she political, that's pretty serious of a job. Yeah. And I started looking at her Twitter. It's all political commentary, nothing even pop culture-ish, really. So I did more digging. I started just Googling her all over the place. And it sounds like she's been trying to be on the show for a little while now. She and Candace know each other. Apparently, her and her husband were in the background in some sort of event last year, but we didn't really see her. Like there's no still pictures really of her, you know, even speaking on screen. So she didn't really get too far last year, but this year, I guess they probably wanted another friend for Candace. Cause she's, you know, she's not got a lot on the show really. No. So, um, but what I did find is that she said in a few interviews that she always wanted to be a media personality which she kind of is from the political standpoint, but she also said, I'd love to have my own show. So my thing is she's probably trying to angle for maybe some screen time on the talk and then maybe eventually the view and maybe something else happens for her. Right. So I think she's using the housewives as a real platform to get out of the political arena and maybe branch out into some spaces where she's going to get that media sort of personality attention that she wants, right? Huh. Well, or she's just a total fucking fame whore. It's A or B. Who knows? <laughs> but that's a really slippery slope. I mean, honestly, I think Carol Raswell would have been phenomenal on The View, but they didn't want her after The Housewives. Really? Yeah. She, do you know, you're going to be shocked. Do you know who was on The View for two episodes who I recently chatted with, which I don't remember this, Anna Kinkotzes from Real Housewives of Miami. She was on The View? Well, honey, that's wow. what I said. 
That's yeah. what I said. I said that to her. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. She was like, I was like, but I don't understand how you were on The View. I mean, she's a lawyer. She's like, my publicist just mm. called. And I guess they. she was on the show. I mean, in like, I actually could see her doing well. On, I mean, honey, she wasn't on The View like as a regular. She filled in for like two episodes. But it was when like Barbara Walters was there and Jenny McCarthy. I, I, I didn't find this, but she told me this. And I was really? like, yeah. Wow. Oh, don't. Don't think I didn't ask her 800 questions. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Wendy better be really. Listen, if that's really her goal, then she's going to be a boring housewife. Yeah, we'll because see. Because she's going to have to really behave herself. We'll see. I mean, you saw some glimpses in the trailer of her and Ashley not let, getting along. And it you kind of expect that she would do this but it's kind of tacky she did it already but she goes to Ashley it's Dr. Wendy to you and it's like oh man like you've had to say that on your first season that you're a doctor like we get it <laughs> you know Seriously. so I don't know I think she'll have some sass um I think she's I don't know if she's picked the wrong team or not in terms of the fans point of view because there was a picture of her and Giselle and Robin that she put up on her Instagram and a lot of fans were like, oh, you're you're on that team. You're not team Monique. Like, we're not sure we like you already type of thing. So she might find that the, you know, the first season's a little rocky for her. But you never know. You never know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I don't know how you feel about this, but like, I don't know, seven is too many, I feel. It can be. It can be too many. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Like, I I don't know if everyone is going to come back for season six. Karen tweeted a little while ago um, something to the effect of five years is a long time to do one thing. Uh-huh. And with this being her fifth season... Is it that she's going to wrap it up after this one? I don't know. She didn't really expand on that. I think if they say, Karen, here's your same salary and you're not getting a penny more, take it or leave it, I think she would take it. That's just, that's my opinion. I don't think anyone would, I I literally truly think it's like you have a Lisa Vanderpump, a Bethany Frankel. I think you could count on one hand, what the hell do I know, how many people quit. That's just my honest opinion. I think what what will happen after this season is that they will probably go forward with six wives and they'll give one of them the option. I'm thinking either um, Robin. Robin will probably be asked to be a friend. Yeah. Or if it doesn't go too far with Karen and her husband fighting, then Karen might be asked to be a friend. What about, and then we'll wrap up soon, like in two seconds. What about, do we see Sharice or Katie Rose this season? Do you know? I don't think you see Katie at all. I think she sort of burned her bridges with Bravo last season. There was a lot of stuff that happened in the background where she was talking trash about them. And then she went to the media and it did not go well for her. What did she say about Bravo? Yeah, because that's the end. I think that she talked about um, that trip where she left and went home and how how she felt like nobody really cared about her. And um, 
she's got a lot of personal problems with custody and I I've heard that she's had some substance problems too. Huh. So I don't think she'll be back. Sharice is still friendly with a lot of ladies, but I don't think she'll do much except maybe do an appearance or two, if anything. So uh, interesting. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to have you back because I literally did not know really any of this. I would love to be back and talk about my ladies in Potomac or my ladies in New York or Atlanta. I mean, anywhere really. I, I do actually love all the franchises. So anytime you want me back, I'm here. And you watch, like, do you watch Just Housewives? Which is okay. I have started watching Married to Med Atlanta, which I actually really enjoy. I think it's really cute how they do the confessionals with the husbands and wives. It's actually quite entertaining. I've just started Family Karma. I'm not totally sold on it, but I think it's cute and it has potential. Did you watch Mexican Dynasties when it was on? No, I didn't. Is it good? I fucking loved it. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. Everybody that I know that watched it loved it and yeah. no watched it. So I'm Aww. friends with um, Alon from it. And it's just, they're trying to get it back in a different format on another network. It's not going to be Bravo. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And yeah. do you watch, um, are you excited for Married to Medicine Los Angeles, which is back? I actually haven't watched it, but I'm going to see about starting it. Is it just one season that it's? Yes. And the first season is only eight episodes. And the first episode is a crossover. It's spun off of the original. So all the girls from Atlanta go to LA and then one of them knows one of these girls. So it's like you have eight episodes and the first episode is Quad and Dr. Jackie. And so it's like, it's oh, yeah. all the people you know. So it's really only like seven episodes. I You should do it. It's yeah. it's better than I would think it would be. Um, I had well, to watch it for this podcast because we have someone that I am sitting down with from it. So Nice. Yeah, I'll have to give it a try. I mean, I have nothing but time. So <laughs> send you me do. all your show recommendations. <laughs> I'm, I will. And that is why you need to come back on. We'll, we'll come back on yeah. because you really, I don't know any of the gossip. Even in quarantine, I am not, I don't have time yet for the gossip. If we're still here in five months, I'll start reading all the gossip and know all of it. But right now I'm still yeah. catching up. I'm on like episode three of Shots and I think there's been like 15. Um, so... Where can we find you online? I am at Real Housewives Forever, all one word, no spaces, no underscores. Um, so DM me if you want to chat about some gossip. Uh, give me a follow. Send me your gossip too. I always love to see that. And yeah, just reach out. I mean, it's a fun community. And I really started my account just to sort of get away from real life and just, you know, it's blossomed into something and got to meet you and some other people so it's really cool so reach out seriously it's gotten big and yeah if you guys like you know bravo if you like talking about bravo i would say like i follow your account real housewives forever i would go there see what's up you know it's different than this where we talk about real life experiences if you want like the gossip or just not even the gossip just to know what's going on in the community i would follow real housewives forever i watch everything you do so oh, thanks. <laughs> and thank, well, thank you for listening to Behind the Velvet Rope. That is, I say it all the time without listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And for me, you can follow me at David Yontef at Behind Velvet Rope. And if you like what you're hearing, guys, you please leave a five-star review on Apple. If you don't think I read them, I do. Every review counts. Book me on Cameo. If you want me to answer specific questions about real life and 
things I've had go on in life. Cameo is where I do it. And I love everyone dearly. And I really appreciate you coming on. And we're going to do this again for real. Awesome. I look forward to it. And thank you for putting out such amazing stuff to keep us all entertained during this time. Thank you so much, Real Housewives Forever. And I will DM you and we'll keep talking. Thank you, David. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.